1: And welcome back to Meeting of the Minds. Today, I'm here with the great Ed Sevedra, professor at Montclair State, the department administrator of the exercise science and physical education department, and unbelievable athlete. Ed, thank you for joining us. You're very welcome. Yeah. So talk, talk about your experience in sports and how you've grown to the highest level of gymnastics.
0: Yes. Um... Well, my experience is, uh, I, I was a high level gymnast, so I training, uh, about 20 years in order to becoming a elite gymnast. So I was training for the very young age. So I training with a soft, sophisticated training systems and and for various coaches, uh, how did uh, Chinese coaches and uh, Russian coaches and so forth like that. So that's how my experience gained. Besides that, I just went to study on and, uh, and the previous Soviet Union uh,
1: University of Physical Education and Exercise Science. So you went to school in the former Soviet Union? Yes, I did. And what country did you compete for? I competed from a native country, Ecuador. Excellent. And you competed in the Olympics? Or what? Yeah, 1980. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. And what was the difference? So, what made you want to start studying in the Soviet Union?
0: Well, is at first I didn't, I didn't know about anything about it. That, so, so when the Olympics Olympic committee they said, oh, what this opportunity that." the going to do your, your, your university level education. So Union offering to athletes. So they said, are you willing to go? I said, yeah, go ahead, put, put me in.
1: So I went. I went down to single, nothing else, you know. Excellent, right. And one of the things that I noticed when you and I first spoke, I got my master's degree in exercise science at Springfield College. And I remember when we spoke and you were telling me the theory and the way the Soviets train their athletes and the level of education that each coach needed to have, that was totally different than what I learned. And I was very interested in that. Talk about the difference in qualifications and education between maybe an American coach versus a Soviet coach.
0: Well, Soviet Union developing a program that, it's very based about science how you can train young athletes from the very young to the highest level. They they could be a, a champion, a rec- record holding, and stuff like that. So they based about science. So they started the human body. They studied studying all the statistics of the previous uh, Olympic champions and world champions and so forth like that so uh what I noticed in the US um, there is not many coaches are educated in this way so they are coaches just the oh because i was a, I was unlawfully like I said I was a swimmer or I was a gymnast I was a track and field so here we go I have a part-time job I can coach of course there's always a section of the rule with which is some coaches has they have vision they can see outside of the box and they can go for it they figure it out things and their own it's not because they have the science behind it uh, some maybe do i don't know but the thing is the Soviet they were based on science they don't rely oh, okay uh, cup and paste they didn't do that way Because every individual you know, we are
1: different. Genetically, we are different. Right. And one of the things we spoke about was you said there was high importance on sports selection based on biomotor uh, qualities, things of that nature. Speak about that.
0: Well, so the one thing they were really, really focused was in the, the... the selection of the athletes for the future careers. So what they did, so they, like I I mentioned before, uh, uh, statistics of the previous, the previous Olympic champions, how they were selected, how they were uh, uh, doing throughout the years of training, what were the highs and the lows. So, and they put it in, in, in records and then with this, make a selection of for, let's say for gymnastics or swimmer or whatever. So this, okay, this this child at this age is supposed to do this or that. So, and, and, and they're gonna follow the same pattern and make a modification upon the time. I mean, and and you have to remember that. I mean, that in, in child development, we're developing in various stages, you know, and, and different stages, but, but the most important thing is the environment. The environment is what had to do with the
1: development of the athletes. Yeah. Right. And you said that each athlete, based on our, our height, our body frame ectomorph, mesomorph, um, the, the, the size of both of our parents. How did that go into the sports selection? I remember you saying between ages five and six for girls and ages six and seven for boys. Did I get that right?
0: Absolutely, yes. Uh, yeah, and in and, and tennis sport, just start early. like In tennis sport, start early. In tennis sport, start a little late. But that is uh, how they, the sports selection do. However, uh, the genetic has to do with, with your body performs later like, on. Uh, Let's like say now, if you have two parents, they are obese. You got that gene, you're going to be the same way. So so when I, when selecting a, a little boy, okay, now she's skinny, but when they interview the parents, the parents say, wait a second. You, you, but your dad is 300 pounds and your mom is 200 pounds. So i say, wait a second. So when, when you hit a pure, you purity. So especially for women's, when they hear the puberty is when the hormone all change, all body change, so it's going to change drastically the external way, you know. So and that, that
1: will affect the, uh, the performance. Yes, definitely the parents have to do with it. Right. And talk about the proportions, the, bo- the body types, the ectomorph versus the endomorph. And also just like we spoke about Michael Phelps. You said he has a short torso, long legs, good for swimming. For a wrestler, it's the opposite. You want long torso, short legs. Talk about that a little. Well,
0: like I said, um, when you have, when the coach or whoever does the sports selection, they they have to make Remember what I, I mentioned? you the anthropometric measurements. The anthropometric measurement is that you measure the, the length of the arm, torso, legs, and how written down, see it according because how, how much uh, you will have in accordance with their statistics for that specific sport. So they have to do a base upon for the center of gravity too. So, so let's say for wrestling. If if your torso is longer, you're less a little short. Your center of gravity is more close to the uh, uh, to the basal support, which are the feet on the ground. So you have more control of what you're gonna do. Of course, there's exception of the rule always. I mean, there is not nothing still written installed because it's always exception of the rule. You know, but uh, I I said they have to do with the performance. Also remember they have to practice the many years that you practice what I was reading here so let me see here because I have some tables. oh hold on I have a table here they say for wrestling I
1: have a table here oh, I lost the page what book is that this is a it's for selection is that in English
0: no 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 that, no, that that's translating translated in Spanish That because that's when I went to Cuba and, and, and then stay there and then and then they I, I got it from there. So that, that was translated by the Satkov Russian coach and translated into Spanish. And uh okay for wrestling for wrestling it they, that they, they're supposed to be Almost six years of training before you achieve some level of training. Now women's, women is not, uh, down here. now there's a women's also, but, but that time before was not. Swimming
1: does about five five 5.3 years. Five point, so that, as you said with the wrestling and swimming, five or six years, you mean before you start wrestling or what was that? No. It's, four, it's
0: 5.7 years to achieve a high level
1: okay.
0: of training with sophistication training, method of training, and so forth, nutrition, all all the kind of stuff they need to be planning cycle, microcycles, cycles cycles, and so forth like that. So that's That's what you achieve. That's what you need to achieve the high level. So in Soviet Union, what they call the masters sport. Masters sport is when you you compete at the highest level. So in order to become a high masters sport, you have to pass. It's similar, like you're gonna get a master's degree, put it that way. That's why they called masters uh, masters sports. You have to pass a test, and so very hard test to pass. When you pass that one. So And then you, you're allowed to compete at the uh, high-level competitions in order to represent in that, in that particular time the
1: Soviet Union. So you have to pass a test on the, the athlete has to pass the test on certain exercises? Correct. Okay. Not in competition, just a separate no. series of exercises? Different exercises, yeah. What, what would those exercises be? And I'm sure they're different for each sport. Well,
0: of course, they're, they're different for each sport. So, uh, uh, like, i I going to say something like, for example, uh, for gymnasts, because that's just my specialty, uh, the gyms have to do with the um, exercises on rings. It's about 7 to 11 exercises on reins they have to do on their own. For example, horizontal cross, uh, horizontal cross like this, regular cross. Handstands, all the 11 years, seven on 11 exercises. That's one event. So they have to do exercises also on the barrel bars, on the pommel horse. So, so, so specific exercises that you have to pass it. If you can pass that one, so you're
1: you becoming a master sport. And they have that for each sport in the Soviet Union. Each. Wow. Yeah, is that is that also in that sports selection book or is that a different book? No, that's that's that, that's different book. Are the, is there one book that contains all of the tests or is there a wrestling um, book, a gymnastics book?
0: No. They have a well. This book here what I have is overall, but uh, is very um, more lectures like this and some statistic data put in here. Um, and uh, yeah but there is not specific exercises for each sport so um, there are exercises for for example uh, uh, this is for um, track and field see this one here this uh, a trainer specialization exercises for track and field and who wrote that book? This rock book is wrote by... by Hold on a second. Um, okay. I'll tell you the, app, the author for this one, Trinidad. It was wrote by Vladimir Alav- Alavina.
1: Alavina. 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 And then, how about that sports selection book? Is that is there a translation in English?
0: I don't know. I could find it, but I don't know. Who wrote that book? It, it was written for Volkov.
1: Volkov. 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 Okay. All right. That's very interesting. And now how many anthropometric measurements are there total? Uh, there are few here. Now they so now at age five or six for a boy or for five or six for a girl and age six or seven for a boy, they would measure them on these all athletes on the, on these measurements, correct? They do yes, correct. And then you said they have the norms for Olympic champions for each sport. They do. Yes. Is that in any of these books? Is the norms for Olympic champions, is that in any of these books? Um, I don't have the norms for this book here. You know, um,
0: this, this is a good book. You, you can get it out. This is English version.
1: I have it. It's here. Oh, you, oh, you have it right here. Okay, that's Good. just for gym, that's just for gymnastics, though, correct? For gymnastics. That's right. Yeah, is for gymnastics.
0: Yeah. I yeah. uh, I have another one, but that's is biomechanics. So I don't know biomechanic. Uh, this is my old books at school. So this is one of the biomechanics for development of the human body. It's
1: called Development of the Human Body? Yeah. This is by Sarkioski. Sa- Sarsioski. Okay.
0: Sarsioski actually is a professor now at uh, University of um, Pennsylvania, Penn State.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then I wonder now, so if if in America, let's say a high school coach wanted to start implementing this information so they would need to have a way to do the anthropomorph, anthropometric measurements is there is there a certain apparatus that we could purchase that will help us or you just need a, a measuring tape measuring tape is is the fundamental one okay so we need a measuring tape then and then i guess we would need the norms we would need to oh no we would need two things we would need the measuring three things the measuring tape We would need what anthropometric measurements there are, how many there are, and then we would need the norms for Olympic champions for the sports. That's correct. So
0: actually, you also needed a a caliper to measure, let's say, the bones right here, the elbows bones, the knee bones width. So you needed those.
1: For the calipers, also. so in centimeters, so so you can write it down. That are there good? Do you know any good uh, measurements, or any, or you could just buy them just anywhere on the internet? Just type it in, and then once you know what you're looking oh, for. Yeah, you can
0: go to buy those. Um, well, the mechanics or those those calipers are very exactly. I mean, they're, they're, those are good.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah, those the caliper like I don't have any. MC. I do.
1: Oh, hold on. I have, it, I have it like this so, i thought that's for body fat but it's body
0: fat but i have measurement here for uh, meters okay. so you can put it like this and, and measure it. well this is a small this is a bigger one too
1: so you just can measure is of the elbows Wow. Well, okay, so I guess where do we where do we find the, the, the neck? Yeah. Okay, so where do we find the anthropometr- anthropometric exercise, not exercises, but what exactly where is that information?
0: I don't know here in US, but I can find it. Uh, let me see I have some old books here. So you have a book that has all of the I
1: measurements have,
0: as well. Uh, as I have some of them okay. all of them because um Let me see here um I have some books here. Um I have to look around because I don't have a measurement right now. Okay. I, I know that there is um, tables with all the the measurement. What, what are the minimum? What is
1: it for this specific sport? For example, um, I would love a picture of that. If you find it, take a picture, send it to me. That'd be cool. Right. Uh, for example, uh, so
0: in order to, when you measure from the tip of the hands like this, a tip of the hands like that, in this direction like this, like across from here to there, if the is proportional, so this, this length from here to there, it's the same length of the, from here to your left feet. That should be the same.
1: Okay, and then, I, and then I would assume that if it's longer, that would make you better for certain sports. If it was shorter, that would make you better for other sports. For example, for example, I think Michael felt his arm is way
0: longer. When I measure his arm like this and span like like this, when I measure like this, he probably his arm, it's going to be longer than his body height. Right. So, or the arms, some people have short arms and then when they put it, when they try to measure from vertical position, it's too short. Oh, so maybe he's gonna be good for wrestling
1: because they have more strength, more, more close to this uh uh to the sentence gravity. Right, right. And you never really hear, I never heard any American coaches speak about this really at all. Almost never. Yeah. Um, and then I and then I think about I remember you said that. You give
0: okay. me one second.
1: Go ahead.
0: Because I have some yes, hold on a second.
1: Yes. Ed's working in his office so we're making sure he's able to take his call Uh, just click on mute. I don't hear you. I muted. You. There okay. we go. Um,
0: yes, uh, I'm sorry because I had no I had that hold for an hour. No problem. That was my easy pass. I don't know why it just. That's okay. Yes. All right. Okay, so,
1: okay, so I remember you sa- I remember you saying that once you have the anthropometric measurements then once you put them through the Soviet system, then it's like clockwork. As you said, with wrestling, you said it might take 5.6 years or something like that. So you establish those bio, th- those those markers, and then you would put them through the system? You have to get, yes. I mean, but
0: yes. Yes and no. Yes, because remember, every human being for... Environment, like I mentioned before, the environment have to do with each individual, because people from the East Ash, from, uh, from the Eastern Block, are they are human, but a different way how they develop this, and the, how the nutrients are, how the mentality is, and so all those factors inflicting also in the development. And, uh, and and uh and beside the point it is the genetic yes so so you can having a round uh, understanding of all of the measurements and apply to whoever is going to be using the same measurements so
1: so you can create
0: your own one based upon that,
1: okay, okay. And now I think about, okay, so let's say five or six, six, seven years old, you see that they have a certain body type. You don't necessarily have them do that sport right away, correct? I think I remember you saying it's good to start with many sports, things like gymnastics. Talk about that. How should a young athlete, very young, four or five years old, what should they start doing to generally prepare their body?
0: Gymnastics, number one. That's definitely. They, every sport, before they go into the art-specific sport, they they do in the in the elementary school or middle school in Russia, they do gymnastics because that prepares the body for the strength and the flexibility. The other one, the other sport they, they do also for developing agility is soccer. So those sports are more focused and development, all the, the development of the coordinations, agility, strength, flexibility, those to sport. That's what they consider the, the fundamental sport for before they go into
1: the specific um, right. well, sport, yes. Wow, so even why would soccer be a better choice than let's say basketball?
0: Uh, because soccer what they did number one because it's popular in in, in europe is soccer more popular number two they consider that because they have more development the eye leg coordination the vision's, the vision is more panoramic so also they development the the um The panoramic vision, vision. So when you're looking forward here, you can, so you can start development. You see your far away right here in your left side or, or right side. So that helps them out to the athlete that way. too. For example, in the uh, in the sport like uh, you're demanding uh, in track and field when you're running, you you have to run. And you, you have to see who is right next to you. So, you don't have to turn your head because that means that
1: you inflicting in your velocity and stuff like that. Right. And now, I don't know how much in the Soviet Union they do baseball or, or football, like American football, but would you still recommend for a young kid soccer, even above like a baseball or football or basketball? Well,
0: I recommend it. Uh, I mean, if, if you do soccer, it's fine. If not, you can do just basketball. Or volleyball or other sport, they they are um, you know they are involved with the coordination. Okay. Because baseball, baseball too, but baseball has uh, just the coordination eye hand coordination with the bat. Right. Uh, you know, but I, uh, I think, more likely, I incline to. Um. In sport, when you're developing aerobic training, because soccer and basketball, you're developing aerobic training.
1: Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Very interesting. And then, like you said, then the athlete's able to develop once you put them through the, the plan. And it's a standardized curriculum. In my understanding, there's a standardized curriculum, generally speaking, for each sport. Is that true? That's correct, yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. So so each sport is specific. So that, like I think I mentioned it to you when I when the when the young athletes training in one system and go to university. A college, I mean a university a sports. So the off season, what they do. Everyone, regardless of your wrestling, gymnast, swimmer, basketball, football, doesn't matter. They do the same thing, which it might be negative in some of the sports and positive for some sports. But that inflicting in the performance later on during this, this uh, competitive system. So that's why, like I, I'm saying, is uh, each sport they have to have a specific method of exercises, how they should be done, what they should be doing it, and when they should be doing. It.
1: Right. And I could tell you from what I've seen in sports in America, it's not like that at all. It's basically the coach teaches you how he learns and there's no science to it, almost at all. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. And I know that, I know
0: that because uh, <laughs> I've been through so, so, so many things uh, when I was coaching too, and, uh, and and people ask me, how do you do this? Uh, I say, <laughs> I just told you that because I know how. Because ex- try to spl- explain it to them biomechanics, they did not understand the biomechanics because they do
1: not study biomechanics. Right. So what would be the best way for a coach to begin to educate themselves? Because this is a totally different paradigm, a completely different mindset with approaching training. Are there any books in English that you would recommend a coach who wanted to understand this more?
0: There are books. There's books. But now there is more open science and uh, internet. You can go YouTube and then looking for... Methods of training for certain things. Some people, they are good. Some people, uh, some people has, uh, let's like say, you, you can find a biomechanics for uh, why they size, for example, for you to, so, so, to so do a uchimata or do a Makikomi. So, how, to the things. There is techniques. There are biomechanics. Everything is a mechanics. There's battle line. Internet now is help a lot. It's, it's not like a 20 years ago with nobody knows everything here. But however, uh, there's some experienced people that share knowledge or they just put just, I saw many of them, they are bogus, they are, hey, there's garbage there. So
1: no, not everything is right. Right, right. And now talk about, so what, what exercises for a young kid? You were telling me about, I think you said pull-ups, when you're pulling, right? When your hands are in front of your butt, not way out here. No,
0: and, no, like this, yeah.
1: Right, otherwise it's bad for your shoulders. Yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah. Especially for young kids, yes.
1: And then I, th- I think I remember you saying rope climb, hang from the bar and bring your feet up. to Talk about some of those exercises. What are the best exercises for general fitness?
0: Well, number one, rope climbing. That's definitely for everybody should do it. That's why, that's why it's included even in the army. All the military is doing that because that is one of the best way to develop upper body strength.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Number two, the chin-ups. The chin-ups here go to the above the bar like that for, for children. Yeah, go chin-up here. So now, they're more advanced, but uh, some people are going to go all the way up, but, but that's more advanced. So just for now for children, it should be here. How many repetition? I would say about for the ch- children five, six years old, i make it those six, five to six. Six reps, rest, five, six, rest. Three sets is good for them.
1: Okay.
0: Now, for the for the we development, when we do this way here like this, we hands in front of you. So we're working on and the forearm and third muscle here, biceps, okay. the the deltoids. Part of the trapeze, the rhomboid, so forth, like that. And a little bit of the deltoids. I mean, the, um, uh,
1: yeah. The latissimus. Okay. Okay. What, what else for maybe legs? or I oh, will keep going upper body if you have more. But like legs, your core, all of that.
0: Okay, for your core, your, you can have, and the stole ladder, hang up, facing out like this here. You just bring your legs up and down.
1: Okay. I don't know how to hear. Let me see. The, I have a picture of some. And if, and if an athlete, if a kid can't get their legs all the way up, would you just bring them as high as you can? Yes. And should you really try to not swing, or does it matter if you're swinging? Well, if
0: you go in the stall ladder, yeah. there's no way you can swing.
1: Right. You just let go, stop right there, and go have to bring it up here. Okay. So a stall ladder is very important for young kids to have. The
0: stall ladder is there should be every gymnasium should have that. Everywhere. And even athletes of any sport. In any sport, that should have it like that. Because that's where you got development. A lot of things there. Like I mentioned before, you, you can do flexibility, you can do strength, you can do a lot of things there. The leg lift is one of them so you just go the upper range from, from from the from hanging and legs up here or just start at 90 degrees angle and, and close it why why 90 degrees angle because we're working isometrically and isotonic at the same time so when we do from from the bottom we're working isotonically only. So, concentric, eccentric, concentric, eccentric, concentric, eccentric. So, but we, we, we're working for the angle, holding the position on 90 degrees angle like this. So, we're working isometrically here, and then we're going to concentric,
1: and they go to the eccentric, into the isometric. Okay, so you'll do some with the legs fully extended and all the way up, and then some where you start here and then bring them up. That's right. And how, how many repetitions should they be doing with that? As many as they could do, or
0: well, first you have to get on. Um, the first day you're gonna try this one here, you have to get them. Okay, do as many as you can. They say I can do ten pushing. Okay, that's okay, fine. So when you start the world, the program, you you start doing at least seven. Seven, you know that that he could do it right. Seven, three sets, seven. And eventually, you're going to invent. Every two weeks, you're going to add one or two more uh, repetition. Okay, now, three weeks, four weeks, make a test. Again, test. Okay, now, you did, in the first day, you did 10. Now, it's it's almost four weeks now. I want to see how many can you do and you have the records there.
1: Excellent.
0: Uh, The second time, I can do uh, 15. Wow, this is improvement. All right, so you're 15. You have four more weeks. Then 15, or 10. And then increase it to 12 to 15, and then go again. Four more weeks, another test. As many as you can, maybe do 25. Now, when you go, when the student get used to, to this one, now you can use the numbers. Sometimes people think it's brutal, but it's not, because we have to force the, the human body to the limit sometimes. But the most important is the rest of the time between exercises. For example, young kids, they have they have to do at least, after they pass all those tests like that, at least fifty five zero, five zero. zero. Five zero. You believe it or not, yes. We'll we think about young kids. Yeah. And you know, that's from for, for longer repetition. When it's from from angle like this, so 90 degrees angle like this. So like this, right? Right here. And then you go like this up and down. Right. Right. That number is less because there's more, there's more uh, contraction here. Right. So that it that should be about 20.
1: Excellent.
0: And you're working is, isometrically isotonically. And then you can also work just
1: metrically, Just hold. Okay. Okay, so that would be for that would be for a quarter. What about for lower back hamstrings glutes? Okay, lower backs.
0: You can use the same one, but you have facing inside. Facing in like this, holding like bar like this. Yep. Okay, your chest gonna go against the bar, and yeah, you raise your heels. Backwards, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Raising your heel backwards like this. About first asking how many you can do. each time you hold, you lift your legs like this. So your gluteus muscles, your maximus and minor gluteus are uh, working hard. I've never seen that exercise before. That's right. Yeah. So you go like this here. You hold it like you
1: up and down. Holds for a second or two seconds? No, no, no just go like this. Make a reps. Don't swing or you have to swing. You can't
0: swing because the bar is gonna stop you here. Okay. Because you're doing it on this um, on the stall bar. Okay. Okay. No, no on the single bar because you're gonna swing crazy like that. You do nothing. Stall bar. Okay. Uh, 15. I mean ask the same thing. How many can you do? Okay. And then you start training it progressively. Okay. Also when when you're there, you can go side to side. Right, raise right your legs side to side. Or just go side to side. So you
1: you work at some on obliques. Wow. Okay. Anything else for lower back that we that the kids should be doing? Or, or for their legs, for their hamstrings? Okay, now uh, another one
0: for the uh, 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 for the hamstrings. Um,
1: uh,
0: the hamstring is uh, what we're working is in the. Uh, we're using a. Sometimes you can using a,
1: a a mobile device. The glued hamstring, the glued hams. Yeah. The the hamstring. Hamstring ham calf machine. Yeah, we use that
0: one for for, for little kids. But I, uh, there's other exercises that that work in um, that that can work eccentrically way, but for the children is too harsh. It's too harsh for the kids because that's just, I, I, I I should just um, focus more on the. Uh, and develop the, the big muscles, like a quad, quad, hamstring too, because hamstring is very important muscle, very important. If the hamstring is weak, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. If, if your quads is so strong, you're going to hurt your, your hamstring. If your hamstring is so weak, they're going to pull you back in the muscles. Right. So, yeah. Uh, for the hamstring, I, I would suggest doing it... Um, you believe it or not, you can do backwards squat jumps.
1: Backwards, so you jump, back, you squat down and jump backwards. Backwards, and travel down, and 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 do and, and keep jumping backwards. Squat, squat down, jump up backwards, squat down, jump up. That's right, full squat. That's what you were telling me about the importance of a full squat. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. That's what um. That's what we're doing
0: for the hamstrings, also. Uh, for the quads, we're doing it the, the the full squat, full squat all the time. Forward, forward, forward. High first, or high
1: and long, the longest you can go. Okay, so that's good. That's better than just doing a squat instead of just standing up and squatting. Stand, jump up and out, or stand, jump up and backwards?
0: You, you stand, you jump, go down all the way and jump high as you can and long as you can. Because high and yeah. long. So you're forcing your muscles to actually
1: to the maximum output power. How young can a kid be to start doing that? Or at any age? As long as it can. And it has to be a good – you want a good, clean swat, squat as deep as you can, not on your toes, sitting back on your heels, correct? Flat feet, yes,
0: right. Yeah. Okay, so when I'm teaching the children, I make the children do like – say people say that are uh, uh, doing uh, like frog jumps. I said frog jumps. Okay, do frog jumps. But, but I say I want the frog jumps to jump higher and long
1: I want to see the the fra, who, which frog go farther should they rest in between jumps or should they keep going should they know. get it? You, you you can give a length let's say that uh, you can give a uh, uh,
0: 10 10 meters maybe I don't know how many uh, meters, 30 feet yeah you rest there but resting you can do another activity, not not just hang out like this. No
1: just right. But what about in between what about in between each jump? So I squat down, I jump, just keep going. Yeah, just keep going. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Because usually for 30 feet, you're doing uh, how many? Maybe six, seven? Right. This this there's, there's not too many.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So and then you're yeah, good. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say that the last thing I wanted to speak about was I remember you telling me about the vests and it's important to train. We'll talk about the weight of the vest. Like in America, it's all weightlifting. It's bench press, pull downs, everything like that. But you're saying it's, it, it might be better for, for an athlete to train more with a vest. Talk about that.
0: Why the vest is important because that, they call the overload. Um, why the vest is important because, um, you also, you're training the activity that you're going to actually use it. But overloading, you make your muscles work beyond what the muscles actually do normally. So that increases, strength, increases your strength, increase your way of the technique and way how you're going to perform, to do better. So I- I, I, I think I mentioned it to you. I mean, the best is the best way is now overloaded. Too high. You you have to use between three three to five percent of your body
1: weight, and no more. And I remember you said no more than ten ever. No, but three to five percent is the optimal. A lot of so right away. I think. Is that going? Am I going to get stronger? That's not going to be enough. I think I should be squatting more. I should be deadlifting more. But you're saying no. You want to train in that movement. Let's say now if you're a wrestler, right? Right. Now, like high. Let's say high school, college. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You, you
0: pull the vest for for three or five percent. Okay, now. Okay. You go to training on on doing a match. Training with your vest. You're training with your vest. Actually, you 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 training your you train your technique, your coordination, your your cardiovascular, and also you are training your well, your cardiovascular also uh, uh, they have to do with the aerobic and anaerobic uh, performing at the same time. So when you take the vest off at the completion time, you feel like somebody is like a lighter to you, right? So that's the purpose of this. Now, of course, of course you have a physical preparation. Besides this, uh, let's say that, let me play this way. In every cycle of competition, you have an American gold Precision right? We call it the pre-competitive season. Pre-competitive, competitive, and resting. And the pre-competitive is when we do all the exercises to make the whole body strong enough. In the competition season, we do a specific, a specific, a specific
1: for the competition. So the vest, so the vest is better for cup. Zara? Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay, no problem. No. Yeah, we're all good now. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Okay I'm sorry yes. Um, they're specific. You need this specific. Um, l-
1: l- like I said, when you put the vest for training, this is a specific your training. right? Should a kid work out with a vest? Should a young kid work out the vest or no, not yet. Not yet. Why
0: not? Because they are too young and they' still development the technique. Right, right. Develop the development the technique. When the technique is achieved, good and embedding in the brain, and then we can we can increase the, the load
1: with the vest. Yes. Right. And now, would you say you said the three to five percent? Now, if you were doing exercises like let's say pull ups, or you said you don't like dips. I remember you saying you don't like the the dips or the push ups as much. But, but for pull-ups and for different exercises, should you go heavier for that? And then when you do sports movements, go lighter, like 3%? Or does that not matter? I don't get your questions. One more time. Um, is there a certain... If you're, if you're training for strength, should you go higher, like 5%? And if you're training technique, do you go lower, 3%? Yeah, I mean, for technique, you need a, less repetitions and,
0: and focuses and the way how the exercise should be done. Now, increasing strength, we need to do exercises to, to make the muscles to be able to hold that technique later on. Okay. Because okay. With, with the strength, you can excel in the technique. Right. Okay. So you cannot do the technique without
1: strength because they both are. They coming along. Okay, okay. And then finally, last question is: You said that when you're teaching a skill, whether it be gymnastics or wrestling, don't keep doing it over and over, right? You nope. said. Explain that point, and we'll end on that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Just the thing is uh, um because too many repeat,
0: especially when you're just learning. No thanks. Make it too many repetition. They need they need to get in into the brain. People say they have to get it into the muscle. The muscle have, the muscle does what the brain tells you what to do. It's a brain coordination with the muscle coordination. So if you do one or two repetition, do one repetition, two repetition, very good. Okay. Stop. Do something else. So you have to, you have to, what do you call it? Change
1: the thinking. Okay. And then you come back to it. Yes. Now, why you come
0: back again? Do the same thing. Because every time you deviate deviating that thing, they clear the mind. And then when they come back, they have to thinking. And when you're thinking, that's when you're learning. Uh, After the five repetition, becoming mechanical. So you're just doing it,
1: right? So you would say if they did it once, right, or five times, right? Switch completely. Switch completely. After one or five, where it doesn't matter. The
0: most, the most accurate number is, is a five repetition. Yes.
1: Okay, okay. and then how long should <laughs> How long should they do a different skill and then come back?
0: That had to be the coach decision because you know what—you'll be five and they come back and do the five marks good enough because they always have to finish the repetition with the good ones.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Because
0: if you finish with the bad one, that's what the last thing gonna stick in your brain. Wow. And we- I'm going to do the same
1: thing as you did the last one. That's excellent. Ed, thank you so much. So much great information. My my head is spinning. I want to watch the video again and take the notes. Any of those books that you have that you could recommend, write it down. I'll send you an email. But any of those books, I'm really interested in this. This was very helpful. No problem at all. Okay. Thank you very much, Ed. Take care. You're welcome. Take care, too. Okay. Bye. Bye.